0: Welcome back to the coming book bullies with Nerd is New Bully. I'm your host, Lee word with my co-host.
1: Uh, this is Eli. Uh, astonishing Eli.
0: I think you said that one, but that's okay. We'll go with that one. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, we are back with another yeah. We are back with another episode. Like I said, it's kinda of been a, a crazy crazy week, but not a not a very eventful week. But some other stuff has went on. For instance, if you're listening to this today, then of course the Grammys happened. Oh. So they oh, yeah. happened again? Congratulations to everybody uh, but I, I thought we talked about the Grammys. I thought we talked about the Grammys. No, the, no, we were talking about the Grammys coming up. We were going to talk about who we thought were going to win. Oh. But the Grammys happened, well, either for people listening to this, it happened yesterday. For us, it happened today. Okay. And it's either still going on or hanging going on or whatever like that. So I just want to say, congrats, even though I haven't seen it yet, I just want to say congratulations to Bruno Mars. Okay. Oh. I'm pretty sure he won the whole thing. I'm pretty sure he walked away with every single award there is. Uh, I'm pretty sure he walked away with best album, best rap album, best R&B album, best poker album, best country album, best heavy metal album, best (laughs) comedy album, best podcast. Uh, they have putting us out of business. So I I guarantee you, when you turn on the he, well today he would have every award ever known to man. Cause that that's the way that album has been playing like two years straight, like it's, it just came out yesterday. So that being said, anything else happen, Eli? Uh, I saw
1: some movies.
0: Okay, we we were talk we were talk about that. We will, <laughs> we would talk about the movies. Uh, weather is warming up around here. It's starting to get in the 50, 60 ish range. You know, starting to hit the track again. Oh, Eli I got so much to talk about. I I know you gonna talk about movies, but I finally have my Black Panther outfit ordered oh, yeah? and on the way what's that yeah i i had i had to i, I put it okay this is how serious this is now i went ahead and put in a request for the 15th so i'm taking off so i didn't tell my boss why i was taking off but i'm taking off that day so if he's listening to this podcast then he knows why um yeah i went ahead and ordered my outfit plus my two tickets i got premium tickets so i ordered i think i ordered like a, a black panther hoodie you know it's kind of stylish, you know. You, because you, and I walk into this when I walk into the movie theater, I don't know what picture is going to be taken. I don't know if i going to end up on the gram, Snapchat, or tagging Facebook. So I got to look presentable, you know. So I might even after I get my outfit, I might even model it on the website. I mean, on the on the fanbook page, you know. If the listeners listen to it, you know, let me know how I'm looking before because I, I, I don't let me leave the house, you know, looking like a bum going to see Black Panther. Is it
1: Please one go. of those zip up hoodies where the the, the the actual hood zips up like over your face.
0: Yeah, you know one of those. This looks like you know it's black has design on it, so you know, hopefully it looks You know basically it's like this. Black Panther is a fashion show, so I have to make sure I'm prepared for the fashion show, part. It's like going to church, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that being said, I get can we move on to the to the next part, the part that we always talk about on the podcast? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, so this is the box office numbers. You like we could get jingle for this.
1: Yeah. Do, 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 like do, do,
0: Universal, Paramount. Right. I'll let you work on that. You have next week to get us a jingle. <laughs> <laughs> and we would talk about this. So number one on the box office list we have Maze Runner, the death cure. I don't I don't know. Oh yeah, it's
1: how many man. of
0: these things are there?
1: Uh a couple. I know my kid was seeing them. he was seeing to the I think they're one of those book. Now, Young adult novels. and yeah, those book got movies, those movies,
0: yeah. young adult novels. Yeah, I was just about to say that. Yeah, yeah Hunger Games and shit. When is yeah. something the guy that was in this got into an accident or something, and that's why it's been, like, such a, a huge gap between, like, this movie and the next movie?
1: Oh, I have no idea.
0: I don't know. Something like that. Uh, number two, fuck, still hanging in there is Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle. Damn. Yeah, I don't know what the hell's going on. Uh, number three we have Hostels. I don't know what the fuck that is. Oh yeah, I gotta uh, see that. In that's, that's, number-
1: got in, that's got natives in it. I gotta I gotta watch that. So. yeah, that
0: that's that's cool my Black, that's you my go.
1: Black Panther movie. I gotta fucking figure out what I'm gonna wear to that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you need to order your outfit now. Maybe yeah. anybody. <laughs> yeah. can <laughs> like? Hey, you look like a bum going to yeah. uh into okay. <laughs> Hostels? I'll,
1: I'll get my Washington okay. Redskins so- uh, hoodie and shit.
0: You have to be uh, culturally sensitive. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Number four, we have The Greatest Showman. Uh, Like I said, Hugh Jackman movie. Number five, we have The Post, uh, uh, Tom Hanks, and uh, What's-Her-Face movie. I think it's winning awards. People are getting pissed because it's winning awards. I don't think it's worth it because it's not making any money. Uh, Going down, number six, we have 12 Strong, the Chris Hemsworth, 9-11 movie, I guess. Number seven, Den of Thieves, the 50-cent movie. Uh, Number eight, The Shape of Waters, which I think is also getting nominated for some awards. Yeah. Yep. Paddington 2, which retroactively is also getting nominated for awards. I don't know if that campaign is working or not. I don't know. And number 10 is, hold on, let me take a look at this. Padmavet?
1: Damn.
0: That sound familiar?
1: Nope. Nope. Never heard
0: of it. Okay. Never mind. And then it just keeps going down. From that number 11, oh, Star Wars, Last Jedi. It's, oh, so Star yeah, Wars ain't even in, the,
1: in, ain't even in the top 10 anymore.
0: I've never seen that. I've never seen a Star Wars movie not being in the top 10, yeah. like during the course of its run.
1: And I finally went and saw it again the other night. <laughs>
0: you find so? So, how many times did this you saw it?
1: I saw it twice. That would be my second time.
0: Okay. Hey, this the second time. Okay, so what did you think about it the second time?
1: Um, not much different. I, I I mean I always thought it was kind of a long movie and a drag at parts and I felt it again this time. Um, okay. uh, I, I you know, I still like it, you know. Um, I think this time one thing that did I will admit, I got a little choked up when Luke died this time. This time I the first time seeing it I was like what the fuck? Did Luke just die? Like did they just kill Luke? What the fuck? And I was like in kind of reacting, you know, this time I was watching it you know, and I knew it was coming. And then when the fucking music started playing, I was like, oh, shit, I got the lump in my throat. Oh, yeah, there goes my childhood. Dead.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, you know what's funny is that I can watch Luke's death. And I, it's peaceful. And I think it was well, you know, it was a, a touching scene. But I can't watch Han Solo's death. I can't watch it at all. <laughs> if I watch The Force <laughs> Awakens, I'll skip that scene. Oh. Uh- yeah. I, I can't do I don't know what it is. I think it was done tasteless. I think he was just murdered in cold blood, yeah, thrown I mean, off there. Yeah,
1: Han died got me. Yeah, when Han died, that got me too. So when Chewie roared, I mean, I ended up teared up. I was like, you bad motherfuckers. You know? But that's yeah, so, what it was about this time. It's like, you know, this it is sort of saying goodbye to my childhood. Like, okay, that, you yeah. know. This is my, this is my, I, but I,
0: I, I like Luke's death, especially when he looked into the sky and saw the two twin sons. Yeah. He was like, you know what? My life is complete. I've done everything I want to do. And he just fade away. Yeah. I, I thought that was a pretty good ending.
1: Yeah. I, I liked it. I had no problem with it. The more I think about it, the more I do think it works very well. And it's, it is a good tribute to the character, you know? So, so yeah, I have no problem with it. I mean, I still think the last Jedi is does drag out. It does feel long at times. It's got a. I mean it opens off the opening is awesome that whole battle The you know there's cool shit going on in the, you know throughout the movie, but there are moments where the fucking movie drags out, and I was like, yeah, it's, it's getting a little long so so yeah, but uh, I finally saw it again
0: saying, you know <laughs> well, glad you liked it i'm, I'm <laughs> underwhelmed by your second <laughs> you' like you're like <laughs> well, okay
1: <laughs> it, I mean yeah, I mean not much has changed i mean it it, it has it is the first Star Wars movie where I didn't, that I didn't run out to go see it multiple fucking times, like all the other ones. And yeah, maybe it is because we are getting a Star Wars movie every year and the shit's going to be on fucking every year. Shit, We're getting what, yeah.
0: six months now. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. We're going to see, it's going to be on Blu-ray in two months. You know, it's
0: <laughs> right. You know,
1: so it's like, yeah, I'll, I'll see it. I know I'll see it again. You know, it's just, do I want to fucking fork over 20 bucks a night? You know, <laughs> It's <laughs> you know. Yeah, it was, I probably hey, it was five dollar Tuesdays
0: TV. at the movie theater. So
1: hey, I'll go check out Star
0: Wars. <laughs> yeah, like hey, why not? now let me ask you: Have you ever thought about Movie Pass?
1: Yeah, I've, I've I've seen that, but like the theater that's by me doesn't do it. So if I do oh, that, I'll sad. have to like talk and drive across town, and then I'll be buying gas. You know, it's
0: like yeah. Yeah. the only reason I haven't done it because <laughs> I want to do three D movies, and Movie Pass doesn't allow three D. Oh yeah, so I don't and give so. a shit about three I I fall asleep on 3D movies. Some movies you you kind of have to... Like Transformers. I can't watch Transformers 2D. I have to have the shit blowing up and jumping in my face oh, and stuff like that. I can't that
1: watch so. a 2D... I can't watch those movies at all.
0: So. <laughs> 2D, 3D, doesn't matter. I'm going to watch it, At least give it to me the, the way it was meant to be because I don't care about it any other way. Now, I, now, I, that I, saw, said,
1: I saw that Tron movie, in like IMAX 3D. Blew like fifty bucks on that for me and my kid to go see that shit. and I was like starting to doze off towards the end of the movie. and I like hit myself. Like, Don't do not fall asleep. You fucking well, paid way heard too much. The
0: front movie was kind of yeah.
1: yeah it was. I, like eh. So that kind of them, so. yeah, that kinda killed
0: my three
1: D. Yeah, uh, that kind of killed my three D
0: hype. <laughs> now I'll tell you this. I, I saw. Have you seen Gravity?
1: Yeah, I didn't see that in three I never saw that. The Sandra in 3D, Bullock though. movie? Yeah, I didn't see it in I saw 3D, it in though. the
0: theater. I, honestly when I saw it in the theater that I saw it in three D thought like that like some movies you have to see in three D or at least some scenes you have to see in three D. Gravity was one of those movies where it just blew me away in the three D was like, Whoa man, this movie with Sandra Bullock and all and stuff like that, it had like some really cool three D effects. When I saw that movie again, like on HBO on regular TV, I was like, This movie kinda of sucks. It's kinda of boring. <laughs> Well, I'll
1: tell you what. Avatar. I saw Avatar in three D, and I wasn't that impressed.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'll give you another movie that I thought was some of the best three D I've ever seen in a movie. Okay, remember the second GI Joe movie? Yeah, the one with uh,
1: yeah. with RZA
0: or whatever. Yeah. With RZA. I, I, okay, I, I can't remember the name of the movie. I can't remember. I, the movie sucked, but that three D scene where Snake Eyes was on the side going of the mountain. That- the Side of the Mountain 3D, yeah. that shit was fucking awesome. I don't care what anybody says or what anybody think about the movie, that scene was awesome and some of the best 3D I've ever seen in any movie. Damn. I'm just saying. And it only I, lasted for like 10, 15 minutes. After that, the movie went back I, to, was before the movie sucked again. But I'm just saying that, that scene was fucking awesome.
1: No, Beowulf. That movie Beowulf, that CGI Beowulf movie that came out like 10 years ago or whatever it was, I saw that in 3D. That was awesome. I mean, you had blood flying out of the screen in your face and shit. That was really cool.
0: I didn't know it had any 3D stuff going on.
1: Yeah, it was. uh It was in 3D when it first came out. It was one of the first movies like when they started trying to bring 3D back. And um, yeah, before they started making everything in 3D. But yeah, that was
0: about yeah. You know yeah. what? Wanna- but, I mean, the thing about the 3D, though, is that a lot of times movies don't take advantage of the 3D, not like they not like they really should. Yeah,
1: well, Beowulf was shot, was, was shot and meant to be shot in 3D. Like, it had gags, like shit flying out of the screen at you, you know, where most movies they just convert. They shoot the movie and then they convert them afterwards yeah. so it looks like, you know, has that depth. Yeah. But, the, the, you know, Beowulf was meant to be in 3D. It had gags, like shit flying out at you and... Use the technology like oh shit, you know. So, uh okay. but yeah, I, I remember that was a good time. Um, you know, and of course, I've seen like like one of the Toy Stories or some of those Pixar movies in 3D that looked pretty cool, you know. But uh, but but yeah, other than that, I I don't I, yeah, 3D is just too damn expensive. For
0: being, yeah, but, you know, but what? <laughs> honestly, I'm surprised that the Marvel movies don't take more advantage of it. Yeah, like they they do it, they're in 3D, but they don't really take advantage of like this. So, like, every now and then, like, and Thor Ragnarok has some cool effects, like, Thor was throwing the hammer, and you see the hammer coming towards you, like, whoo! you know, you move out of the way, but it was, like, every now and then, like, a shot here and there. So like, even Doctor Strange really wasn't that impressive in 3D. You think that movie should just be insane in 3D? I guess. You
1: know? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, don't I don't ever see anything in 3D anymore. I mean, I haven't, it's been a while. I saw, what did I see? I saw Force Awakens in 3D. One of the, one of the times I saw Force Awakens, I went, 3D. I was like, I'll check it out in 3D just so I could say I
0: saw it in 3D. You know. <laughs> I mean, it's it's cool to say it, but it's yeah. like it's yeah. it's only like I said, it's only a handful of movies I have seen to take advantage of. But when it does happen, it's impressive to me. It just I'm just waiting for that moment, you know. All right, now like I said, you saw Star Wars. Now before you say that, I got one more movie to uh, announce. Now number thirteen on this list was Three Billboards. Whatever. I don't know the rest of this. I, I know There's, you know it.
1: Yeah, three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri.
0: That that that's what it was. Okay. Now yeah. you said you've seen this, right?
1: Yeah, I just yeah I saw it. Uh,
0: okay. Um, Can you tell me anything about whatever this is?
1: Well, it was directed by Martin McGunnah, who I I you know he makes cool movies. His other two movies, uh, Seven Psychopaths and In Bruges, are great. They're uh, you know about gangsters and hitmen and. Kind of fucked up characters, or he's—it's like a, hes kind of like a, a a new age Tarantino, Quentin Tarantino type of director, you know, witty dialogue and you know gangsters doing gangster shit, you know, very dark humor. Okay. So this movie, this one, this three billboards—it's basically about a woman from a small town. Her daughter has been raped and murdered, but they never caught the killers. So she rents these billboards outside of town on this road and basically calls out the cops, which, you know, each billboard says, you know, my daughter or whatever was raped and murdered, calls out the sheriff, you know, why haven't you done anything, sheriff, whatever his name was, and, you know. So it kind of calls, that's what she does. She rents these billboards and calls out the cops. Why hasn't anything been done about, you know, her daughter's murder? Right. Right. And that basically kind of snowballs people's, in the town, because it's a small town, it's in the you know the south or whatever, Missouri, Midwest, whatever, um, mm-hmm. rural America, middle America. Um, stays, they start, you know, people start reacting to it. You know, some people are on her side, other people are like calling her out, talking shit to her for, you know, shitting on the police and stuff like that. So, and that's what it is. It, it, it's, it's, To me, it was more of a. It, it's a comment on, from I took away from it that. It was like a comment on social media. Like, the billboards are like a Facebook post, and everybody reacting are like the thread. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, that's right. kind of okay. what it and is. Day, yeah. yeah um, and, uh, there's a, there's, um, one of the cops. He's an asshole. He's a fucking prick. And it's Sam Rockwell's character, who the actor has been winning awards. He's nominated. For best actor for this role he plays as racist asshole cop in the town. Um, the movie ends up kind of humanizing him in a way, um, which I guess has, has people up in arms. People are having a hard time, uh, basically grasping. This movie is basically trying to have a redemption arc for this racist asshole cop. Um, Okay. Yeah, and that's kind of been the whole controversy I've been seeing around this movie. Um, People are, you know, feminist groups are coming out. This movie was supposed to be about a woman and violence (laughs) against women, but you are trying to, you know, uh, redeem a racist white cop and blah, 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 and all this shit. Um, I can see see what they're saying. The movie is, it's, it's a very challenging movie because you are the movie forces you to care about this asshole. You know? Right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess I didn't look that much into it. I didn't look that much into, I didn't think it was trying to say anything about racism. I mean, all that stuff is there. That's just the climate that they're in. But it's
0: not the main point of the story. Yeah, right?
1: I, I, so. I, I took it as, for me, it was more of about how anger and hatred sort of fuels our actions and and it sort of bubbles and we start doing fucked up shit kind of like you know like i said when a facebook thread gets out of hand people start <laughs> 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 it it just snowballs into you know into this into stupid bullshit and that's kind of what the movie does you know the, the main character her this woman's anger and grief and hatred starts to bubble over and same thing with this guy, the, the racist cops anger and hate kind of bubble over, but they end up finding our common ground in the end. And I think that's what people are having a trouble with, you know, cause they end up, it's basically making, I, yeah, I took it as the movies forcing us to look at people we despise, people we hate and, 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 and accepting them as humans, you know, you know what I mean? That they're not, they're not monsters. They're not these, you know, even though you don't agree with them, they're they're still the same species as you.
0: Right, you, know? you can still find common ground, right? <laughs>
1: yeah, and I think that that yeah, I think people are having trouble with that. I think people wanted because this movie is by no means resolved. There's no happy ending in this movie. It's it's kind of a bummer, and that's why I didn't like it as much as I thought I would. Because mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be funny, judging by the dude's other movies, they're, they like I said, really dark comedy. I thought I was going to laugh a lot more, but this movie, it's kind of bum, kind of a bummer, and and shit doesn't work out in the end. And I was like, damn, that kind of sucked, you know. <laughs> but it made me think, you know, and it still made me think. And I guess that's, on that aspect, I I, I enjoyed it, as you know, the, the parts that it didn't go how I thought it was going to go. Yeah. You know, so overall, I mean, if I'm going to give a review, am I reviewing it? I'd give it a three out
0: of five. <laughs> They're pretty good, pretty low yeah. for an Oscar, you know, nominated. Yeah, movie, I mean, it's not you know? it,
1: it is it isn't as good as I was hoping. But yeah, mm-hmm. the, the performances are great. Yeah. I mean, The acting is great. Yeah. That dude, it, I totally believe this guy is a racist asshole. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and she and she. And she's a... I like her character, too. And what's her name? Frances McDormand. She's up for an award, too. She does a great performance. You know, okay. It's just the storyline is a little... Eh, it's a little thin.
0: Do and you think I, maybe they, they pull, like, a bait-and-switch, you know, trying to make it seem like it was more about, you know, the daughter and her trying to find, you know, her rapist, and they switched it into, like, this human story where it's just two people trying to get to know each other?
1: I think something like that. I think that's basically... People were going in thinking, well, we're going to you know, see some sort of resolve or some sort of resolution. Um, yeah. And when the movie doesn't go that way, I think people are having a hard time with it. I think people are expecting it to say certain things about racism and police brutality and all. The, I mean, those things are there, but I don't mm-hmm. think the movie – that wasn't the movie's focus. At least that's what I didn't think you know what I mean? And people are calling this guy, this guy isn't even American. He's trying to, you know, he's trying to, you know, make a comment on America, on Trump's America, and blah, 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 blah. And he does, he's an outsider looking in and he doesn't understand, you know, race in America and all this shit. And he, I, I say, I, and I'm like, I don't think he was trying to. I think right. he's just trying <laughs> to, you know, I, that's what I got at it, you know. So I don't know. I, I don't. I don't think it's as good as people are saying, but I don't think it's, a, it's, you know, that's the thing It's like, people are like, are like, okay, if this thing, because this thing is getting awards, I think that's why people are pissed off. You know what I mean? Like, right. how, come, how come this movie is getting awards when Wonder Woman didn't get an award and all this shit? Oh, <laughs> you know?
0: not this shit.
1: Yeah. That's basically, you know, <laughs> you know, that, that three, three billboards, was supposed to be a movie about a woman and blah 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 and it turns into this redemption story about a white racist cop and all blah, blah 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 blah. So I think if it wasn't getting awards, nobody would give a shit. But because it's getting right. awards now people are all pissed off and now the director's a piece of shit who doesn't know anything and the movie's a fucking misogynist fucking, you know, pile of shit that doesn't know you know, doesn't deal with real issues and that's what it is that's what i think they just wanted
0: the movie to further some agenda that's what they wanted
1: yeah i yeah i think so and i think it i don't think it would that was the point of the movie i think it said it was more about it was more an exploration of grief and hate and anger you know and and blind anger and you know and how people react to people's comments you know And and that's why, why I said, I mean, I, I look at the billboards as a Facebook post, like social media, people read some Twitter or whatever post, and then get all pissed off and then they're all fucking, you know, commenting and it blows up. And next thing you know, they read the whole post,
0: just see one thing that triggers them. Right.
1: Yeah. And then next thing you know, they're calling each other assholes and they're, you know, want to kill their kids and shit. And it just, you know, you know, that's (laughs) what I, that's what I got out of it. You know, I don't know. But who knows? Maybe I'm a misogynist, with sexist piece of shit because I didn't see it that way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know. Like I said, a lot of time with with Oscars, I don't really, I don't think a lot of times Oscars give it to the best movie. They give it to a certain type of movie that fits their criteria. If that makes any sense.
1: Oh yeah. And this yeah. whole thing. I mean, we were talking about it the other day. I mean, you know, um, I I said it like, okay, I you know. Wonder Woman didn't get an award. Neither did Wind River. You know,
0: right? But now, now like I said, we talked about it on Facebook. We didn't have on the podcast. We talked on the podcast now. Yeah. Like let's let's get to. We've said this plenty of times on the podcast, and I'll repeat it. Wonder Woman does not deserve an Oscar. Wonder Woman is not an Oscar worthy movie. Mm-hmm. Wonder Woman was not even a great movie to begin begin with. It was just the first good DCEU movie. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all it was. Move yeah. on. It wasn't even the best comic book movie of last year. It wasn't even the best DC movie. It wasn't even the best DC movie of last year. Yeah, that was Lego Batman. So let's get the fuck out of here with that shit.
1: I mean, yeah, Wonder Woman's cool, and it's cool that you know girls have a hero on screen now, and that's all good. And that and I think it meant a lot, a lot to people. Right. But I mean, yeah, it was it's it's cool. I mean, but it it was probably
0: (laughs) the most important superhero movie of last year and i'll give you that you know let's just leave it at that you know yeah let's not let's not you know grade on a curve here yeah
1: but i'm like i could say the same shit about you know wind river
0: now like let's 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 talk about wind river it's like you said like i like i said we we talked about the oscars and how a movie has a certain a certain uh criteria there's also politics involved into it also and i think wind river is involved in that bullshit.
1: Yeah, and they're like, okay. As a matter of fact, I'd
0: almost guarantee is involved in that bullshit.
1: Yeah, and like, yeah, it was. Yes, it was produced by the Weinstein Company. We all yep. know who, what a piece of shit Harvey Weinstein is. So yeah, let's you know, fuck him. But here is a movie that deals with important issues, important women issues. You know, the the missing indigenous women that you know, murders that are unsolved that have been plaguing Native American communities for decades. This movie directly deals with that. It also has native actors and, you know, uh, and, and, and you know, those whom hardly ever get jobs. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, but now this movie is getting swept under the rug because of this fucking asshole.
0: Right. You know? Because the Academy is basically saying fuck Harvey Weinstein and fuck everything Harvey Weinstein is, you know, associated with.
1: Yeah. So, Which, like, you know, yeah. yeah. So they're like picking and choosing their outrage. Like, yeah. Let's let's fucking yeah, fuck that guy. Well, by fucking that guy, you're now fucking a bunch of people who don't deserve to get fucked.
0: <laughs> right. I mean, because we've already seen this happen before, like with, with the with the what was that Kevin Spacey movie, and the all oh. the money in the world, yeah, and then yeah. he was replaced by somebody else, and they gave the guy an award before he even finished his scenes. Yeah. So we we know how petty the Academy Award is, and yes, they are oh, just yeah. yeah, they're just as petty to just say. Fuckling River with Weinstein, with Miramax, with everything else. It's just as fu- as fucked up as it is. It's it's caught in the wrong place at the wrong time.
1: Yeah, you know, like, you're, throwing, I
0: mean, you're throwing the baby out with the bathwater.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing. it's like, I mean, we all remember the Oscar of so white
0: thing a yeah. couple years ago.
1: You know, every you know Will Smith didn't get nominated for his shitty movie, so then everyone said, oh, nothing but white folks are being nominated this year, even though The Revenant was up. Directed by a Mexican, you know, yeah. full of native actors and native language was spoken in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, just because Will Smith, Oscar's so, white. so right. hey, what? So what happen- What happens the very next year? Moonlight wins the Oscar.
0: <laughs> they had to make up. They had to make up for it. But like I yeah. said, the, the Oscar has bigger problems than you know just the Oscar. So white. is that? They have. It's like we were saying. They have a certain mentality of a certain movie has to fit their criteria. Yeah. No matter if it's black and manifest native and manifests whatever whatever. They they have a certain mind of what they think a movie should be, and yeah. that doesn't necessarily make it a good movie or a bad movie. It just fits their type of movie. That's why it's such a disconnect between the Oscars and the, the movies that you know we like or. Yeah. You know, the public likes or even critics for that matter. It's yeah. It, yeah. It, it's a disconnect and it it needs to change because just because the Oscar says a movie is good doesn't make it good.
1: Yeah. And get out is basically the that's their that's their pity award. I mean, that's their pity. Now, that, that's their uh, affirmative action. Uh,
0: it deserved <laughs> it. Get, get out deserved it. I watched it last night. It, yeah. it needed to be there. It won't win because it's not yeah. the type of movie that wins well, with is, him.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing with all the everyone complaining about you know women not being nominated. Either that Lady Bird's going to win this year, or the next year it'll be some lesbian love story directed by a woman that'll win next year. You
0: know, yeah, something that you know, <laughs> yeah. some achievement, you know. So, and Moonlight, what what was that Moonlight Moonlight whatever like that with like some some gay. Dudes Gangster in the hood or something? Or something, yeah. Something. Yeah, I'm like, as soon as I saw, I'm like, one, I'm not gonna see that. Two, they're gonna want to Oscar. <laughs> 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 like I said, I'm, I'm not homophobic, anything like that. I'm like, but at the same time, I, I can choose what movies I like to watch and what movies I don't like to watch. I can look at Moonlight so and say, that movie's not for me, and just leave it at that. But at the same time, it, it felt like a movie they were making for the Oscars, like they were making an Oscar movie. Yeah. So like. You have at that. Make make a Brook a Black Mountain or whatever the hell you're trying to make. That's that's you, you know. So can we move on past this? Yeah. Okay, yeah, moving past that. So good luck to everybody, whoever wins the Oscars. I don't I don't know if I'm I don't know if uh, black people boycotting the Oscars this year or not. I didn't get the memo. We're boycotting so much shit. I'm supposed to be boycotting Netflix. I don't know. Fuck it. <laughs> I gotta finish watching Magic City the whole complete season first of all, boycott that. So sorry. Once I watch that, then I may get aboard with that moving past that we can talk about uh moving to some some other movies some direct dvd we can talk about uh gotham by gaslight
1: oh oh
0: yeah yep we can talk about gotham by gaslight that came out i I, I haven't
1: seen this so yeah
0: you're gonna tell me if
1: i should see this or not
0: right now let me ask you this have you ever read the comic no i haven't read the comic either so welcome to our comic book podcast (laughs) 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 we don't know shit about comics (laughs) i'm sorry it's like like I said, it was so many elsewhere comics coming. They were just, DC was just cranking out with Batman, this Batman, like Batman turned into Superman, uh, and this, and that. it was like, it, it kind of got overwhelming at a time. So, yes, God from my gaslight completely flew under the radar for me. I knew the general idea of the story that Batman was in the past fighting Jack the Ripper, whatever, like that, and that's it. Uh, the, the movie pretty much picks up that. Die. I have no idea how accurate the movie is to the comic, or even if it even follows the comic at all, but like I said, Batman. Batman is in 19th century Gotham. He's chasing after the Jack the Ripper. Jack the Ripper is chopping up prostitutes in the city. The first prostitute he chops up is poison ivy. You know. Oh, what an uh, asshole. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I thought you like said, thought
1: thought say, oh, Jack the Ripper's the Joker.
0: <laughs> well, that, that that's the thing. Jack the Ripper identity is hidden. Jack the identity, it the, the whole thing plays out like a murder mystery. Okay. So the whole time Batman is finding clues trying to find out who's Jack the Ripper is Jack the Ripper this, Jack the Ripper that, and you know, so and that's that's actually that's what I liked about it. The thing was that it was a murder mystery, and it did like red herrings were here, like like you think it's this person, but it might be this person, and is this person leaving clues, and you you're along with the whole murder mystery the whole time behind it. Also, while Jack, oh, even trying to guess like who's Jack the Ripper's next victim, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. So it was all all very interesting. Like I said, Bruce Tam did this. Bruce Tam has done some some. Sh- shitty adaptations uh, in the past. he did that Batman and Harley Quinn bullshit, you know, before that he did the killing joke, but he completely fucked that movie up. So I was scared he was going to fuck up uh, Gotham by Gaslight, but honestly, I it was actually, like I said, it was actually really done. Has like some really entertaining, awesome fight scenes in it. Has some good dialogue. Uh, like I said, the Jack the Ripper character is pretty cool. Just him fighting Batman and stuff like that. Uh, they had like, you know, you know, whenever they tell these elsewhere stories and they put them in different where you know, other people would show up that's kind of like them. Like, it's like Catwoman is there, but she's just a regular socialite, but she was like a former, uh, she was in the circus and so she was a lion tamer. And that explains how she, you know, can work the whip and stuff like that. You know, she has her whip because she used to tame lions. That's why she's Catwoman because she used to train cats and shit. Uh, the Robins show up as a whole bunch of Robin, but this is like a bunch of homeless kids that, uh, they just, you know, just run out and do. Batman, so you got Tim, uh, Jason, Dick, and they just run around just doing Batman dirty work and shit like that. So it, it's pretty cool, uh, Solomon Grummy. Like, Solomon Grundy shows up, but you gotta, if you blink, you'll miss him. So you gotta, like, really pay attention to him. And it's like other little stuff like that. So it's, it was, it was pretty cool the stuff they were doing in there. So overall, I give this, I give this movie, uh, I give it a four out of five. All right. Yeah, I give it a so, four out of five because it was, it, it had me entertained the entire way through and I thought, I oh, it was pretty interesting the whole time, even up to the point, you know, where uh, I, I won't I won't say anything else. Like I said, that's why I'm not that's why I'm being vague about it, because unsolved, mystery, solving yeah. the mystery of everything that was going on is part of the story. You know,
1: well,
0: cool. Yeah. yeah. All right. Oh, so, yeah, then I'll check it out. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Definitely check that out. So can we move to the video game section now? Uh, sure. Yeah. Let's move to the video game section. Not really too much news going on, but there is some news with Xbox going on right now. So, apparently, Xbox just came out with, like, some, some uh, maybe a, a game-breaking, you know, game-changing news that's just about to come out that, apparently, you know, their their Game Pass, you ever heard about their Game Pass? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so the Game Pass, you pay so much money, $10, I don't know what it is, and you can just, basically, like, their Netflix games where you can just play the games on Xbox. Now, they're saying that their exclusive games will come out day one if you sign up for the Xbox thing. So, if Halo 6 come out or Gears of War 5, or or whatever. You can play it the same day the game releases. And and for a lot of people, that's a a game changer. Uh, Not everybody is happy about that, though. You got some certain retailers that are kind of upset about that. There's some retailer down in Australia that just says, since Xbox did that, they're just going to just stop selling Xbox. So they're like, uh, since... Because this is putting kind of a rift between Xbox and some of the retailers, because if the games come out day one on digital, why would anybody need to come into the store to get it, especially if they're just selling Xbox and they make the no money on the Xbox to begin with? So we'll see. And this is actually one of the reasons why Xbox hadn't done this sooner, because they don't want to get into this, you know, this this, I guess, uh, situation with the with the retailers. So I, I don't know. Xbox seems like they're just trying to force their way into digital. But the go digital is going to be harder for the brick and mortar stores to survive like GameStop. GameStop is already struggling as it is. So if they do this, and then PlayStation decide to go that route, who knows? Hey, I'm just waiting for the thing to go uh come to the PC. If they go to PC, I'll actually get this you know Game Pass thing, and we'll see how it goes from there. Um,
1: oh, you don't even got yep, an Xbox it. then?
0: Yeah, don't. No, I don't even have an Xbox. I don't even. I don't even know why I'm talking about this. But yeah, I don't have one either. So. <laughs> my, I've kid had an one. my kids never Xbox.
1: My kids that has my kid has one, but yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, hey, you can get that Xbox Live thing, I mean, Xbox Pan well, here's the thing, you gotta pay $10 for the, whatever that thing is a month, and you gotta put it for Xbox Live. Yeah. So this shit starts adding up after a while. And if you stop paying it, of course, you lose access to the games that you were paying for. You know, just like Netflix and stuff like that, so stuff happens. Uh, Moving past that, can we talk about the comic book section now?
1: Oh, we're not gonna talk about Millie Vanilli?
0: Nah. <laughs> I wanted to talk about it a couple of days ago, but I'm like, the time has passed now.
1: <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know what it was about. I thought you just sent me a link about Millie Vanilli, and I'm like,
0: oh, okay. Oh, it's the 30th anniversary of that bullshit they did. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, moving <laughs> past that. It's, it's on VH1. You, you can follow the podcast, and they'll talk about it. <laughs> but like I said, we can talk about comics. I'm trying to think about what comics should I start with first. Uh, I'm going well, to. You start go first. I only, I
1: only read one. I only read the one. So.
0: Only read one. Okay, so that's okay. I'm gonna. I know what book I will start with first. I will start with Thanos fifteen. I will All start right. with Thanos fifteen. All uh, right. yeah. I, I this is my first solo Thanos book I ever read. I think I may read one in the in the in the nineties when he was looking for the Infinity Gauntlet, beating the fuck out of people. I don't know. I, I think so. But the book starts off with Thanos holding Ghost Rider's skull in, in his hand.
1: Oh, he's looking is, at it. Is this he, where he turns a, is a cosmic Ghost Rider coming up or some
0: shit? I heard. Yeah, cosmic Ghost Rider. Like, oh, a, okay. yeah. Let, let me let me back up. Let me set the let me you know set the stage for this. Thanos is at the end of the the end of time. Like he's on the very end. He's like a million 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 years in the future because his future self has brought him here to the future. King Thanos is what he called himself, so. and he has uh his number one assistant Ghost Rider. So he's staring at the Ghost Rider in his in his face. And you know how Ghostwriter is with the, you know the pen and stare if you stare at Ghost ghostwriter's eyes and you have sin yeah. like that's it for you, you're not supposed to yeah. survive it like that you yeah
1: know? your your sins come back all the pain you caused on others you feel
0: right yeah and and even the announcer is saying like Thanos is seeing i mean like the 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 captions and the narrator is saying Thanos is looking to the eyes of ghostwriter he sees all the deaths he's ever caused and all the suffering he's ever caused, and if you saw the, all the things that Thanos is seeing right now, you would stop reading this book. I'm like, oh shit, okay. <laughs> but the thing is, Thanos is actually looking into the penis there for fun. Like, he's doing this shit for kicks. He just, he wants to be reminded of all the shit he did to uh, uh, people, all the fucked up shit he didn't pass. That's why he's staring at, at the penis there. I'm like, oh shit. Then he's like, oh yeah, this is fun, the penis there. And then he throws the skull and then Ghost Rider's body picks up a skull and put it back on his head. and like, oh, wait for me, you know. Ghost Rider is a fucking dunce in this story, but I can talk about it later on. So he calls up to King Thanos. King of Thanos here, let's get back, let's get down to business. The reason you were here is because the love of my life has left me. Death. I, I can't find death, and death left me like thousands years ago. He was like, Wait, what? Death has left you. Man, fuck out. See, this the Thanos in our time no is no longer in love with death. But King Thanos in the future is telling him you're lying to yourself. You're still in love with death. You will always be death's bitch and whenever she comes running you'll come crawling so don't act like you don't love death right now you need I need to find deaths like you do and the reason I and the thing is and apparently in this future like Thanos King Thanos has pretty much killed everybody like almost everybody he said there's one being left he needs to kill and if he kills them then hopefully death will come back to him and he said the being he needs to kill is Galactus former Herald the fallen one now for those that don't know who the following is, he was back in uh fucking story annihilation. He's supposed to be Galactus' first Herald that got sick of being a Herald, killing people, and just left some shit like that. Whatever. Thanos, was like, you brought me here to fight that guy. That guy is nobody. I could have beat him by myself. Matter of fact, I think I did beat him by myself back back in Annihilation. So you, you brought me here because of some weak ass Herald you can't beat. You sick over death, like, this is what I turn into a million years from now? You're, you're kind of a bitch right now. He was like, don't sass me, boy. You know, he tries to talk all tough, but he can't really do shit because he is kind of, kind of but he's trying to tell him when you see what's going on, that you'll see what's happening. So, Ghost Rider, so, he said, meet me back here in 24 hours and we'll be prepared, you know, to fight the following one. So, during that time, Ghost Rider takes, uh, Thanos down there, hey, uh, Thanos, you want to feed the dog? And Thanos was like, Like, okay yeah, let's beat the dog. So he takes some scraps stuff like that and throws them into this this pit. And the dog they're feeding to is the Hulk. (laughs) Yeah, the Hulk is just sitting here, can't talk. He kind of recognizes Thanos. He just said, Hulk, kill Thanos. And that's it. He's just like domesticated and shit like that, you know, tied up to a chain, you know, to a wall, shit like that. And he was like, yeah, you'd be surprised as the stuff we did. Cause yeah, we fed like Steve Rogers to the Hulk. You'd be surprised the stuff he was saying. And Thanos i like, wait a minute. Do I know you? They're like, of course you know me, Thanos. I'm Frank Castle. And like, and Thanos what? looked at him like, I don't know who that is. <laughs> so apparently, yeah, the reveal, the shocking reveal that this ghost rider is Frank Castle in the future. Frank Castle oh. also says that before then, the Punisher, he also says that before he became you know, Ghost Rider. He was also a Herald of Galactus a thousand years before this, and another million years he was Ghost Rider, like that. Thanos didn't give a shit. Whatever. So he goes so, back. So, so to wait, King.
1: wait, 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 wait. So yeah. Frank Castle was a Herald. Yeah.
0: That's what they're saying. They're saying he was a former Herald of Galactus before he became Ghost Rider. Oh,
1: oh, okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah Marvel, him.
1: the House of <laughs> Ideas.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they just throw. That just throw. Shit at the wall now, just like fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> and so he goes back up to King Thanos. He was like, "Okay, I'm I'm ready to fight. So what? Where's we need to fight the Fallen One? Let's go ahead and just get this shit over with." He was like, "See, that's that's your problem. You're young. You do not know anything. The Fallen One is a real fucking threat." And then the whole house started the castle starts shaking, shit like that. Yeah, the Fallen One is coming. He was like, "Okay." Young Thanos was like, "Okay, let's get this shit over. With. Let's go ahead and fight the Fallen One." He was like, "Okay." When you see him you'll see how stupid this shit, because the following isn't the following you think it is the following is the title and then flying through the door is the silver surfer but he's like in all black and shit like that and not only is the silver surfer in all black flying through the door it's the annihilation wave flying behind him also and okay. yeah that's so so apparently is, yeah.
1: so is silver surfer part of the annihilation or whatever
0: annihilation supposedly Oh, okay. I guess, okay. he, or he's controlling the annihilation wave. I guess, I don't know. That's how the book ends. So, uh, pretty cool story. I mean, every, every I saw a whole bunch of news articles. You know, you'll be shocked when you find out who the ghostwriter is. But honestly, it's such a throwaway story. It's like, who cares? <laughs> you know? Okay, he's Frank Castle. He could have been Jim Bob J- Bodine. I
1: guess. Like, I mean, uh, yeah, they there were. What, yeah, the Midnight Suns and the Spirits of Vengeance. Yeah, that was. It was like Ghost Rider and Punisher and, and Morbius. There was like a – I think Doctor Strange was on that shit. Or, yeah, there was yeah. a team back in the 90s, right right, right, before I started – I stopped reading Marvel.
0: <laughs> oh, back when everybody stopped reading Marvel. When you stopped reading Marvel, everybody stopped reading Marvel. <laughs> well, it's fucked up hard that when people stopped reading – they actually made more money back then than the comics are making now. <laughs> Yeah, that's the fucked up part about it so yeah this book i give it a i give it a, i give it a three out of five because it's just fun you know with old thanos and young thanos interacting in between each other uh they actually spoiled the hulk reveal because hulk is on the cover of it you know uh thanos is sitting on his throne with a leech with hulk tied to a leech, so it kind of like spoils the whole fun of it right there so oh. that was actually more interesting than the, the frank Castle ghost rider thing so I don't know. And we'll see what Silver Surfer and Light Niles would I don't know I can't really get behind Thanos being a a hero of a story, you know. It's, it's gonna,
1: Thanos. he's still just and he's still whining about a fucking chick, you know.
0: Yeah. And and that's the and that's the thing, like I think the Marvel movies are missing. Like that's the whole I I don't think they're gonna I don't think I think they're gonna miss that. Because if death isn't a part of that story, Thanos loses his motivation. Otherwise he's just some, some big thug just fucking yeah. up shit. Like, he has to have a reason because the whole point behind Thanos is that he's been friend-zoned. And he's just yeah. doing whatever he can to get out of the friend-zone. Yeah, and that's yeah. why
1: I never liked him. Like, <laughs> that's actually why I did like him.
0: Because
1: <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, the when,
0: <laughs> yeah, at the end of the day, which you learn, like, not even the Infinity Gauntlet can get you out of the friend-zone. That's the whole point of that story I got. That's why I always liked that. Yeah. I like, damn, at the end of the day, he's, he's kind of a pussy.
1: Yeah, him and, him and Anakin just go cry together.
0: Yeah, that's that's the whole point. <laughs> All right, so yeah, I'll, I'll let you I'll let you finish your story. I actually want to hear about it. I was gonna read the book you're about to do, but I I didn't get a chance to.
1: So. Oh well, do you want me to spoil it? Because
0: go for it, fuck it. Because there's okay.
1: something made major happens in
0: this. Go for it, fuck it. Okay, yeah.
1: spoilers, spoilers. Detective Comics nine seventy three. Fucking a. Eh. Now this is the ending. Um. Wrapping up the, uh, whole, uh, finale of the, um, the whole, uh, what was it called? The, the Clayface, the Fall of the Batman. Uh, I guess it was called.
0: This was okay. Mine. Um, now, now. the funny thing is, I think what you're about to tell me is going to bleed into my next review. But you, you go ahead, go ahead and finish.
1: Okay. So, yeah, you know, writer, you know, James Tyrion, the fourth, you know, with the, Jesus Marino on uh, and Jason Wright on uh, art, you know. So basically what's been going on is the victim syndicate has taken um, Clayface and basically turned him back into a villain. Now in Detective Comics, we have the Bat family, and they've had – Clayface has been on their team, you know, for a while now. It's been pretty cool. He's actually – a more interesting character as a good guy, I always thought. I actually started to like Clayface as a character through these uh, through these stories. But the Victim Syndicate, which is basically a group of uh, of well, they call themselves uh, they, they call themselves heroes because they're they're the victims of the of Batman and all his his crime fighting. You know, the people who are caught in crossfires from you know. Attacks from the Joker or, or Two Face or whatever, just basically victims of, of all of, of from the result of all of Batman's crime-fighting uh, things that he's been done over the years, and they band together to fight back against Batman and his foes. So and they're let and they're, yeah. So basically, they 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 uh took Clayface and kind of brought him back to being a villain. Now. Um, Clay, what, what the, for those who don't know, what they, you know, Clayface has some sort of, uh, drug going through him so he can control, he can control his, uh, Clay, Clay, his, his transformations a little more. But it's also okay. where, it's been wearing on him. Um, but from doing this, when, when the victim syndicate turned him into a villain, it's basically deteriorating his mind. He can't control it. And basically, in this last issue, he goes on a rampage and he's tearing up Gotham kaiju style. He's just a big giant ball of clay, fucking the town up. Kind of like okay. the end. It's kind of like the ending of Akira.
0: <laughs> okay,
1: <laughs> he's just this big ball of clay, and they're trying to kick his ass. Um, now Batwoman, she, uh, she, her father, who, uh, uh, what's that group? They were they were trying to. They had a fucking group. I can't remember their name. Anyways, he has special weaponry. He gave her a gun that will basically eliminate uh, Clayface. And they're trying to, while the Bat family are trying to fight him, uh, she, yeah, her and her dad gave her this gun. Um, and and, and we, we, we've been wondering whether or not she's going to actually do it. Now, they finally fight. Cassandra, orphan, is actually very close to Clayface. They actually have a really close relationship. They're fighting him, and she finally injects, um, injects Clayface with this drug that will turn him back into Basil for brief moments. So that's what she does. She injects him, he turns back into Basil, and they have this really, you know, very poignant moment where, you know, they're, you know, I, He's like questioning I don't know if I can control myself anymore. Like I I you know, I you know, I and she's like I believe in you. I know you can do it. I know, you know. And then all of a sudden, you know, over the comm link, Cassandra Orphan, she can hear Batwoman. She's like Cassandra, close your eyes. And she's like, "What?" And then all of a sudden, pow. Fucking uh, Batwoman shoots Basil right in the head. And that's the wow. last panel. That's the last panel.
0: <laughs> it's kind oh of shit! Okay.
1: Now, what's really cool is like this has been building up. Is this because so, it's tying into so many other stories? Because Batwoman is supposed to cause some shit in the future. Because it was like a, a few months back, a future, uh, a future Tim, a future Robin, Tim Blake came back, or Tim Drake, whatever the fuck, he came back from the future and he's Batman now. And he basically says that Cassan, or no, Batwoman goes rogue and becomes a supervillain in the future and he's trying to kill her in the present. You know, kinda of like the Terminator. He comes back from the past to kill Batwoman. Wow, okay. <laughs> and and that so that that was referred to. So I think this you know, because she used a gun, which you know, Batman has outlawed, you know?
0: <laughs> right. But then she always used guns? <laughs> eh.
1: Not at least not on the team. I mean, he, he he didn't let her use it on the team. I mean, okay. So so yeah, I think they're they're referring. It's weird. It's weird because they referred to that, like because Tim was like, "What the hell? I can't believe she did that," you know. You know, so I think this is going to lead into you know this is leading to Batwoman doing something. You know, maybe she is going to turn into something villainous or whatever, caused some friction. Cause yeah. So yeah, either way it was it was pretty shocking, you know. It was kinda it actually wasn't it wasn't that because sh- you kinda knew well you kinda knew where it was going, but when it finally saw it, when you finally saw it, you're like, oh wow, I can't believe that happened <laughs> You know? Okay. You know, especially that way, like holy shit, she like straight up shot him in the head. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So yeah, I mean, they can always bring Clayface back if they need to. So
1: yeah, I'm sure it's some science shit.
0: Well, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: Still kind of fucked up though, but yeah. But yeah, I give
1: it a four right. out of
0: five. What cool. five? Okay, yeah. pretty pretty good rate. Like I said, I was trying to see if your if your story would bleed into the story, and I and I think some of it does, some of the story does. Okay, next book I'm gonna read is a. Uh, shit was oh Doomsday Clock three. I forgot to fucking name of this book for a second. Okay. Okay doomsday clock three is the book i'm gonna read uh like i said we didn't get a chance to read doomsday clock two so we'll just just fill in the blanks from there basically doomsday clock three starts off like who's that, if whoever has read the watchman original comic or has at least seen the watchman movie you'll remember this scene that's how the book starts off the book yeah. starts off you know with ozymandias coming into the room with a comedian while he was drinking beating the shit out of him smashing through the table throwing him through the window while the Smashing Pumpkin song is playing. I know you know what I'm talking about. So, and you see him falling to the ground, falling to the ground, do, doo-doo, do, 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 whatever. Okay. But before he hits the ground, he wakes up in, in the ocean. You're like, what the fuck? Okay. He, he, then he swims up to the surface of the ocean and he sees a beach next to him and then he, uh, drags himself to the beach. You're like, what the fuck? And then he turns around and he sees Dr. Manhattan. You're like, what the hell are you doing here? But Dr. Manhattan doesn't say anything. Dr. Manhattan just all of a sudden just disappeared. So obviously, it looked like Dr. Manhattan has altered reality. He's changed uh, the storyline of Watchmen 1. So okay. from there on, then we come back to the present day in the new 52, you know, the regular DC universe. Now we see Ozymandias is looking at uh, the comedian walking towards him with a gun. Now, also Lex Luthor's laying on the ground bleeding in. Yeah, because in the last panel of the last book uh, Lex Luthor got shot so they're in their matter of fact they're in Lex Corp right now whatever like that so uh comedian is saying yeah reversals are, are, uh, the reversals are the roles are reversed now and then he takes the gun and starts shooting at him and shit like that and Osmandis, you know he's like lightning reflexes dodging all the bullets like the Matrix and shit and they get into a fight and they're fighting and stuff like that and uh, somehow Osmandis gets away from the fight and you know he he jumps out the window himself you know but somehow he doesn't land crazy how he wants to, so he tumbles and he falls away to down the body. But he doesn't he doesn't, you know, die or anything like that. He just kind of knocks himself out. But basically he gets away from the comedian. While that's happening, of course, you know, the EMTs and stuff come up there and they um, you know, they try to rescue Luther and try to save Luther's life, you know, before you know, before everything goes on there. Cutting back from that, we're gonna go to Wayne's Man- Wayne Manor and we see Batman having a conversation with Rorschach. Rorschach. Shack- has found out has found the Batcave and Edge is in the Batcave talking and stuff like that. And and Rorschach's talking about, yeah, those pancakes were good you had this morning and Batman like, you ate my pancakes, you know. They're having a big conversation. And rorschach like, well, don't worry about all that. I'm looking for this guy called Dr. Manhattan. Reality warper, super fucking powerful, can do any fucking thing he wants to. I think he's in your uh universe right now uh our universe is just blown up because uh the smartest guy on our planet ozymanus has done some stupid shit that they've just blown our planet up so he gave him the book he gave him the book you know at the end of the watchman movie watchman uh comic right. book and the guy's name was corvick or something like that kovic something like that he yeah, told yeah. him read this book yeah it'll tell you everything about our universe and batman sits down and reads the book and he tells him, okay uh since you're gonna be here for gonna take me a while to read this shit, Rorschach. Why don't you go upstairs and you shower and clean up something stuff like that? So he goes to shower, clean up, but for some reason, he like, I shook Ozymandias' hand for all the stuff he did, because he still blamed down the man, for, you know, blowing up the universe, his whole universe. So he's like scrubbing his head so hard, he starts scrubbing his head so hard, he actually starts bleeding from the head. You know, because he's scraping his head so hard, trying to clean himself, so like that. So obviously the guy's, you know, nuts and shit like that. Cutting back to that, we're gonna go back to uh night owl ship or owlman ship or whatever that weird looking ship that was in the movie would have liked that okay so remember mime and marionette from the first issue
1: yeah who the fuck are they
0: they're here they they just they're nobody's really they gave them like some brief backstory like that but they're not in the old book only reason ozymandias brought them here because dr manhattan showed up and was a about to kill them, but he didn't kill them. And you think the reason he didn't kill them is because it's got something to do with his old humanity. And I was mainly thinking he brings them here, it can maybe joke Dr. Manhattan's humanity back to him or some shit like that. But anyway, they're in the ship. They get loose because I didn't mean say, you guys are crazy. He chained them up. They get loose with like that. So they go rock, going through Gotham City. And this is like man, this town is weird, you know. But they go here anyway. And they go to this bar. The bar is called Jumping Jacks. Now, Jumping Jacks happens to be the hideout of the joker oh yeah you know and yeah so they have these you know the bad guys are in there getting drunk shit like that they have comedians on stage and comedians are telling bad jokes the crowd gets mad and start booing them and start throwing you know liquor bottles at his head and shit and when it you know smash him across the head then the crowd starts laughing like that's the funniest shit i've seen all night you know so then they come in you know mime and marionette walk in and they they're wearing you know makeup this time, because they're wearing makeup, and then they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Makeup is outlawed in, in Jumpin' Jack's bar. The boss don't like that. They're like, who's your boss? The Joker. They're like, who's the Joker? And everybody's like, wait, wait what? So then, one of the the, the biggest dudes in the bar, you know, grabs Marionette by the throat. He was like, okay, since you don't know who the Joker is, I'm going to teach you who the Joker is. Let's put a smile on that face of yours. You know, he's just a regular dude, just with Joker tattoos. So remember the, uh, the mime, you know, how he had, you know, he pretended like he had a gun in his hand? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he holds up. He's got his gun in his hand, and he and he pulls the trigger on you know on nothing the gun like the fake gun in his hand. And when he pulls the trigger, the the back of the the goon's head gets blown out. You know, like what the fuck? So obviously he has either an invisible gun or he's made some shit or something. We don't know what the fuck is going on. But anyway, he started throwing pulling invisible knives out of his hand. starts killing people, Marionettes start going crazy. Oh yeah, and they just kill everybody in the bar. You know, then they take liquor from behind the, the bar, start drinking, you know, like that. You know, like this was fun. You know, what we got to do now. We going to go find this Joker guy. You know, so that's their thing. So after Rorschach wakes up the next day, he wakes up next to Batman. His head is not bleeding anything like that. And Batman tells him, "Okay, I read that entire book you just had. This Document Manhattan guy, I think I know where he's located." So he goes and he says, "I think I," because he's leaving some kind of residual energy. Then I think I know where he's at. So if we track that as energy, we can find Dr. Manhattan. Y'all can talk to him. He was like, and, Dr. and Rorschach was like, okay, well, let's go. You know, so they tracked that the residual energy. Batman, uh, they're at, they're at Arkham Asylum. They sneak into Arkham Asylum. He said, whatever's going on here, this energy is right here. So they sneak in, past the guard, stuff like that. And then uh Batman tells Rorschach, he's right through this door right here. I think that's where the energy is the strongest right here. He's like, like, okay, so Rorschach goes through the door and he looks at the door and he's in a cell. Batman closed the door on the cell. He's like, Uh, yeah, you're crazy. So I'm just gonna leave you here. And then Batman leaves him while he's walking away. Rorschach is screaming at him, I'm gonna kill you. How can you do this? I'm gonna kill you, Batman, when I get out. And Batman just not paying attention, just walks right through the hallways of Arkansas and just leaves Rorschach there. So, and so, yeah, so, the Bat- kind of book.
1: so Batman locks up Batman, basically.
0: He basically, yeah. <laughs> like Bat- how can Batman tell somebody else you're crazy? Yeah,
1: yeah, Rorschach, which was basically the version of Batman in the Watch- Watchman. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> so yeah. he tells him he's crazy like that, and then some other little shit goes on there. Like I said, Johnny Thunder is still in the old home, you know, from from DC Rebirth from last year when that book came out. But the story goes nowhere. No one Jeff Johns. He's gonna. It's gonna come into play in issue eight or nine or some bullshit. Whatever. I was like,
1: like, you know, as you were telling me what was going on, and, you know, I was like kind of skimming through the book because I haven't read yeah. it yet. And like, I, but I've read, you know, the first two just kind of thinking about like, what's, I guess the significance of the story, you know, especially and, when you talk about Watchmen, Watchmen was sort of a deconstruction of superheroes, the superhero genre. And, and I think, Like, the statement Alan Moore was trying to make was, like, there really are no heroes,
0: I guess. Right, that's what he was trying to say, because all the people that had, you know, that were heroes in his universe were just assholes. And that's the thing, you have people that you can't tell anybody, tell anything they can do, they can just do whatever they want to. That's what happened, they'll just do whatever they want to.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah,
1: so by taking the Watchmen universe... And that message of, and then now you're bringing in the DC heroes.
0: <laughs> right. And, and, and see, and that's, and that's the problem why I had, why this story, I, I feel like this, this whole event shouldn't exist with three issues in, and all my worst fears have been confirmed already. Like, I think Jeff Johns doesn't really have a point with the story. Yeah. Only thing he's doing is just like merging the Watchmen into the DC universe, but he trying to just do it in a way to sell books but yeah. as far as like an actual message there's really no message here
1: yeah because i i just remember like because i had to, like like i said i was like as i was reading these i'm like damn i'm not the i haven't yet but i was like i'm gonna have to go back and read Watchmen. but just remembering of what watchman was trying to say i'm like what's the point of bringing these heroes who are assholes to the dc universe who are supposed to not be assholes i don't know
0: i don't know <laughs> I guess, oh yeah i've got to know. tell you uh uh the the world hates batman now and i think it has something to do with that shit you were just talking about yeah yeah
1: it's
0: yeah, it something to do with that I, I I didn't really get that but yeah that's the thing it's like they're just and, and another thing we were talking about also you saying how the book is kind of moving kind of slow and it's kind of like a slow burn and you got yeah. other shit just showing up that they really don't have anything like that. here's the thing jeff johns is trying to write an Alan Moore story. Yeah. What I mean by that is that he's not writing in his normal style. This is not how Jeff John writes stories. You read any one of his stories like Flashpoint and Rebirth and, and, and his Justice League arc, stuff like that, they're all like fast, flash, bam, 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 some of Blockbuster, yeah. heavy action, you know, that type of story he writes. He doesn't write really slow, detailed stories to take time to build. That's Alan Moore's thing. Yeah. So what he's trying to he's trying to mimic Alan Moore's style with the Watchmen.
1: Yeah, and I and you can tell you can definitely tell that it's yeah like I said I like that's why I haven't read it yet it's like because I gotta like the last couple I had to really sit down and concentrate. And you got the articles and shit in the back. You got to read like you know am I reading a comic or am I mean reading a newspaper article?
0: You know? Yeah, and <laughs> most and, and some of those articles do kind of flesh out the universe. Yeah, like some of the stuff like since I didn't read the old I mean I hadn't read them in a while reading the new stuff oh that's what that was and that's what it was it kind of catches you up real quick yeah 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 but that that's the thing what's going on with these books right now is that it's just that jeff johns isn't writing his style he's writing alan moore's style and i don't know if he can mimic alan moore's style nobody can do alan moore other than alan moore you know just because i pick a basketball and try to and watch and watch a basketball game don't mean i can be lebron james just by playing a couple times you know it's i don't know it's the Alan, book the book isn't yeah. going the way I thought it was gonna go.
1: Yeah, Alan Moore is fucking nuts.
0: He right. <laughs> he, he's, he's nuts, but he's a genius. That's the thing about it. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. He's just too damn. You gotta, smart be, you gotta be
0: crazy enough to be a genius like him. Yeah. So, you know.
1: so Yeah.
0: Anyway, so I I get the book like yeah. I said, but the the artwork is still amazing. Fantastic. So I gotta give credit for that. So I'm still I'm still gonna give the book a four out of five. It's not it's not a bad book. It's just not yeah.
1: Yeah, they're, like, they're you interesting. Know, like, yeah. Watchmen.
0: We're talk about it thirty years later. This is this is not that. Yeah. This isn't even the best art DC is even putting out right now. It's probably not even the the second best art. It's probably like maybe the third best art DC is putting out right now. Like at this moment, you know.
1: Yeah, like the idea was cool. Ooh, Superman versus Doctor Manhattan. Wow. And now right. I'm like, now that yeah, I'm reading and it, hadn't
0: I'm, shown up at, Yeah, you know.
1: yeah. Now that I'm reading it, I'm like, uh, why?
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, oh, it's my turn again. So, okay, I, yeah, I, I only read the up. one. So, okay, I, you read one book, so I can. So, what's the next book on the list? Okay, we read that, we read that, we read that. I guess I can talk about Avengers six seventy seven. Is that where we are right now? Is, yeah, Avengers six seventy seven. The weekly okay. Avengers report. This is part, the <laughs> weekly Avengers—they're cranking them out every week like yeah. clockwork. Uh, they say this is a sixteen-part run, <laughs> uh, like a story arc, would have like that? And this is part three. So, like I said, basically, how this book. Now, last time we reviewed this book previously on Avengers, if I got to say that, uh, the Black Order blew up Avengers Mansion with all the Avengers still in there, you know. But Quicksilver was like, oh, he kind of like felt the Black Order was coming. He was like, okay, so he was trying to get the bullshit like he could in the X Men movie, like, oh, I'm I'm gonna I'm rush everybody out of here in time, but he's not that fast <laughs> in the comics. That's the thing. So the Avengers Mansion blows up, but they are. Aw- but the thing is, Voyager teleported them to the other mansion. Now, what's this other mansion, you ask? It's the other mansion that that Iron Man that Tony Stark built in issue 13 back in the 60s. Uh-huh. But guess what? That shit never happened.
1: Oh, really?
0: Yeah, this is just some some bullshit that just put out that ass. Oh, it's like okay. Voyager. That's right. Yeah, hey, this other mate Marvel of-
1: Unlimited biting them in the ass. Go look that shit up.
0: <laughs> exactly. And they had it in there like, oh, you can look at it, Avengers 13. Like, no, that shit was not in there. So, yeah, they just pulling bullshit out their ass, And Voy- but Voyager saved all the Avengers. She took them to the other Avengers, you know, uh, headquarters, and they're like, okay, she needs time to recover, because she's never pulled off a trick like that before. She never pulled off any trick before. What the fuck? You know, so, but they figured out what's going on. Okay, so they know the Black Order is here, and they know the other team called the Lethal Legion. Now, the Lethal Legion is a team that goes way back, and they just rearrange, they just rotate members out just way. And basically, the masters of evil. They, they, the the, the masters of evil have evolved into the legion, but it's all the same bullshit, like that. And we find out who's pulling the strings behind this whole thing. It's the grandmaster. Just like I, I always suspected, it was the grandmaster. But I like the grandmaster doing this bullshit because there's some some grandmaster is shit that's going on right now. So yes, it's him, and he's basically wagering, basically, uh, and he's a ch- uh, challenging somebody else. He just calls him the challenger. That's all they call. It. I don't know if challenger is his name or he just calls him challenger the better. But basically they're putting the black order versus the lethal Legion versus the Avengers to see who's going to win the whole thing, you know? So Mm -hmm. they put a plan together. They find out that, uh, the lethal Legion is in Peru and the black order is in the Coliseum, is in the Coliseum in Rome. You know, Mm -hmm. they are right now because they, they, they know where they had these, uh, reports coming out right now. So they divide the teams up, you know, rogue says, I'm gonna take my team over here. Gonna go fight the Lethal Legion, and you uh, Falcon takes his team, and they go fight, you know, the Black Order. And Rogue's like, I need some heavy hitters with me. I need, give me Thor, give me Hercules, and and Quicksilver in the back. Like, okay, you gonna pick me? You gonna pick me? And like, give me Wonder Man, give me, and now for my heavy hitter, Cannonball. and Quicksilver's like, what the fuck about me? You're like, what about me? You're like, no, not you. (laughs) And then you know, Voyager's finally back up to speed, so she teleports Rogue over there, and then she teleports the other people over there and they all get the fights like that. I'm trying to think, how does this book end? Oh, I know how the book ends. Uh, Scarlet Witch is left back at home base with uh, Dr. Voodoo, Brother Voodoo, whatever his name is. And like we're going to try to use magic to try to bring back the other Avengers that have been frozen. and So we can get them back into the fight. So you know what? Like, just to be on the safe side, I'm going to try Vision because, like I said, he's a robot. Something goes wrong, fuck we just rebuild him. I'll do some Captain America and he breaks into pieces. or so we kind of fuck. So she does some whammy kazoo hocus pocus shit on on the vision glass statue and she turns the vision back to normal vision like wake up oh where am I you know she's back to normal but here's the thing you know Scarlet Witch's powers are kind of you know weird and shit like that when she breaks vision out of his spell she puts Quicksilver in his in the the spell so he decides fuck it I'm gonna run over there and help Rogue out and fight the Black Order myself but while he's fighting him he turns to a statue in mid fight and the Black Order. I'm looking at him like oh, oh not the black order, the Lethal Legion. Lethal Legion. She admitted, Lethal Legion. So the Lethal Legion sees Quicksilver's throw to a statue, who like, okay, that little speedy fuck is finally standing in one spot. Uh will you guys do the honors? And then one of like the big heavy hitters just, you know, destroys Quicksilver and makes him break into a bunch of million pieces in the statue. And that's how the book ends. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So like I said, it it now that the pieces are coming together in the story, it's starting to be fleshed out even though I think this story has been told before because grandmaster has done this shit before. Take this team, take that team, put them together, fight. He does this shit all the time. That's what he does. So, so it's kind of like your typical Avenger story. You just throw in some retcons just here and there. And that's it. But overall, I give the story a 3.5 out of 5. I give it 3.5 out of 5, you know, because Quicksilver was the narrator the entire time of the story. He was being consistent. And, and I didn't see coming that technically uh, they might kill them. might might not kill them. I don't know. Who knows? Um, uh, Shit, I got another book, don't I? Yeah. I'm trying to think what how many books have I done so far? Uh, Four, three, uh three.
1: Three?
0: Three. Right. Maybe I did. Okay. I'm gonna do one more. Okay. I might I think I read a bunch more, but I'm just do one more. If I missed one, oh well, fuck it. Who cares? It probably wasn't good to begin with. Last book I'm gonna review is Avengers Infinity War Prelude. Okay. Okay. Now this book is actually leading up to the affinity. Well, you know how they always make these comics that are supposed to be like, you know, what happens in between last movie to this movie. It's it's one of those books. Oh,
1: okay.
0: And so they tell him what happened. The book starts off with it actually reenacts the ending of Civil War, you know, where Tony sees uh Bookie, you know, killing his parents and he's, you know, fighting Captain America and fighting Bucky, you know, Captain America, Beacon, Iron Man, you know So is this you this is movie canon now? This is this is movie canon. This is this not 616 cannon, Marvel cannon. This is apparently whatever happens here is supposed to be what happened in between the movies. Oh, okay. That's what they're saying. So, you know, the whole thing Iron Man says you don't deserve this shield, blah, blah, blah. You know, Captain yeah. America says yeah, you're right. And he drops the shield and leave. And then they show what happens after he got outside. After he got outside, he meets up with Black Panther. Black Panther apparently apologizes to Bucky, you know, for trying to kill him, you know. And he said, you know what? I understand your situation. You're brainwashed. I'm going to get somebody to help you out. As a matter of fact, I'm going to take you back to Wakanda and I'm going to get my, my best Wakandan scientist on this job and I guarantee it's going to be fixed. And Bucky's like, are you sure you can trust them? And, and, and Black Panther's like, oh, don't worry. I, I trust the scientist with my life. And the trust and the scientist turns out to be Shuri. Shuri is a scientist. Shuri is working well, on the them. Sister? You know, they put him on. That his, yeah, sister? his sister. Yeah. His, okay. Yeah. Yeah. His sister Shuri. So his sister, uh, you know, is working on them, rearranging his brain pattern. She says some old tech. No babble and shit like that with the, you know, the brain patterns and the waves and stuff like that. And like, look, look, look just fix it. Just fix them. Whatever you got to do, just fix them. And while, you know, he's doing that, uh, Captain America, you know, breaks out, you know, goes to the raft and breaks out the other Avengers. You know, the Avengers that was helping him out. He breaks them out. But here's the thing. When he breaks them out, they just go about the business. Like, Haw- he breaks Hawkeye out, right? Hawkeye goes back home to his family. And just, that's it, you know. Like, even though he's a fugitive and, you know, a war criminal from America. He just goes back to the family and just raises kids. That's it. Uh, he breaks out Scarlet Witch and Vision. They, the Vision turns into a human, you know, like the human form he had in in, in, the, in the cartoon. I mean, the uh, the trailer.
1: Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. And they're just walking around the city on a date and shit. Like, okay, like y'all are wanted criminals, but they are just like nothing <laughs> happened, you know. So they cut to some time later, and sure, he, he, sure he gives Black Panther some more techno babble shit like that. Like, blah, 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 blah. And Black Panther's like, look, what happened? Anyway, I fixed him. She's like, she fixed Bucky, but he's, uh, he's still, he needs some time, time, the rest of like that. But main thing is, all that programming that Hydra done to him, I got the shit out of here. He's like, sure, you're a genius. He's like, oh, of course I am. I'm smarter than Tony Stark. I should be. He's like, well, you, you can think you are, whatever, like that. But, but anyway, they cut the Bucky. He's still sleeping. And Black Panther says, just just fix him. Get him ready before Captain, before uh, Steve. Steve Rogers and the rest come back. And what is Steve Rogers doing? Steve Rogers, Falcon, and Black Widow. I remember Black Widow was on the other team at first, but they're all teamed up now. And apparently they go to Syria because Syria is smuggling Chitari weapons, you know, into the country. So then Falcon, uh Steve, who's now the Nomad, you know, they don't say Nomad, but, you know, he got the, the lumberjack beard, you know, Falcon got a beard, uh, Black Widow got the blonde, blonde hair, and they just take everybody out in this, you know, and they were like, we got some big stuff coming, we need to call us, but like, we can't call him, we can't call Tony, it's just us, we gotta be the ones taking him out, because they got some, because basically uh, Black Widow's calling in her KGB intel to find out where these target weapons are, that's how they know who to take out and where to go, so they go to the next mission, I think they said Afghanistan, or some bullshit, I don't know, they go there, they cut to Tony, Tony got the Spider-Man suit behind him, you know the Infinity War Spider-Man suit, I guess he you know, broken hearted because Spider-Man turned him down there's no more Avengers around Vision is gone, so he's just by himself. He's like, okay, that's fine. Uh, If I'm gonna be myself, I gotta be myself. So he's working on his new Iron Man suit because the threat is coming, regardless whether the Avengers are here or not. And then he showed the suit, and it's the you know the Iron Man suit he's wearing in the trailer. So, so that's how that book ends. So I don't know. I don't know how I feel about these. Uh, Here's the thing: a lot of times people, even though they say this book is canon and it's canonical to everything that's going on, I really don't pay attention to these books these books are just whatever. Anytime they do some shit like that, it's just, it's just promotional material. That's all it is. So yeah. if you want to use this to say, Oh, this happened with that, that happened Cause when the movie comes out, I have a, I have a feeling the movie's going to contradict a lot of shit that happened in this book anyway. That's, that's just how I feel about it.
1: So. Well, yeah. I mean, like when you even said it, I was like, Oh yeah. Well, what's, what's cap and Bucky doing? Aren't they chilling in Wakanda?
0: <laughs> yeah. So apparently they're, they're not chilling in Wakanda. They're going around the world you know still doing their shit
1: okay
0: yeah so that's the thing like Bucky's still on the ground sleeping but Falcon Cap and Black Widow they're not Wakanda today. I mean they, they'll they come back to Wakanda as the home base but for the most part they're just still doing Avengers shit they're just done, not wearing their costumes
1: yeah alright so, well
0: yeah overall I give the book eh give it a 3 out of 5 It was it was a fun read it was fun reading the Civil War reenactment in the comic book, that was still pretty cool. Just because That was just a cool scene anyway, so I, I, I had fun just reading it again. But I know a lot of shit's not going to line up, and it's just, just promotion tears. not to take it too seriously. They got another book coming out, too, but I don't know when it's coming out, but I'll check it out when it does. But, yeah, like I said, three out of five, pretty cool. I think that's all the books I read. If there is a book I forgot, it probably be good to begin with anyway, so, eh, fuck it, whatever. Um Eli, anything else you got to add?
1: Oh, no, I think I'm good. I, I read, like I said, I, I had a short list. I only read one of my books on my pull list this week.
0: You know? <laughs> That's okay. You'll have you'll have some other books later on. So I got one more thing I want uh, to add. Um, anybody listening to this, today is my birthday. Oh no shit! So, yeah, yeah, it's my birthday. I should have said it at the beginning, but I wanted to uh, uh, say it for the end.
1: Happy birthday so. then, yo.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. we so, going to the bar pre- after this? <laughs> I can't go to the titty bars down here. I might get shot. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to. <laughs> uh, that means... <laughs> so, yeah. So, like I said, if you, if, you, if you listen to the podcast and you made it this far, put happy birthday in the comments. You know, you fucking go. whatever. Oh, I think we got another milestone also, Eli. I think we have more issues in comic book bullies than we did in the previous podcast that Ryan canceled. Oh, really? What are we I think now? so. I, I think we have more. I think we have more episodes. Yeah, I think this is the episode that. Uh, yeah, they did it. So, yeah, this congrats episode, to us.
1: Yeah. This is episode. Well, this. Well, this is episode thirty-one.
0: This I'm episode happy, thirty-one. I think we yeah. had thirty episodes in the other one. I, I'll, I'll double check and, and look again. We either we we've actually beat it a while ago, or we're just now beating it, or we haven't beat it yet. But we're somewhere around that. We're knocking on the door.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure we we probably have by now
0: yeah so we're, we're cranking them out so yeah like i said if you listen to it this long uh like share subscribe and wish me happy birthday do all that uh listen to the other podcasts we have like i said yeah, eli has our sister podcast uh geeks Have. you also have the other uh, podcast you have get valiant who is going live so definitely check out those sexy podcasts over there and live tv you know uh you got ryan with this, this a bunch of comics. podcasts he does yeah, this Geek Comics, they just did a new one. Uh, they all, also do Instruments Destruction. Uh, we have, have Hoodoo TV. And we have Comic Cast. Did I say right?
1: Yeah.
0: I think I said all of them. Yeah. Yeah. They're right Listen to all of them. That's a podcast a day. Just listen to one podcast a day. Go to iTunes. You can find them all on iTunes. Listen to, List to them on the go while you're jogging, while you're running, while you're doing whatever.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Playing video games or who cares. Um... That being said, we're going to uh, leave with the, whatever the song was that won the Grammy, we're going to leave with the song. I, I guarantee you it's a Bruno Mars song. <laughs> so if you want to do it, have fun with that. Until then, this is Leroy. This is Eli. And we will see you same bully time, same bully channel. Hey, hey. Web slinging all around Manhattan. Tony Stark was happening. Got a new suit, it's styling. So go get to snapping. I post it for your players. Po- post it for you Do a flip then drop a perpetrator. Stop, stop them for ya. Got an apartment with my auntie. Hey. oh to look like Jimmy. Yo. Make me an Avenger. Hey, spider Spiderman in that Spider-Man. family. You got me if you want me. Tony got me if you want me. Said recruit me if you want me. Took down Ant cause you wanted to. All the sneak attacks I don't need no eyes on them It's the Spidey sense Ain't got no surprise on me Call me so amazing, so spectacular Do all that a spider can do Web shooters up on my wrist You know I make it go thwip That's how I live that spidey life That spidey life That's how I live that spidey life That spidey life Taking hits that hurt my ego Vulture, where did he go? Please don't tell my secret Promise me you'll keep it on the low. With great power comes great responsibility I promise NYC that I'll never On science. Hey. Take a look at those heroes here and tell me who's the freshest. Is it her? Is it her? Is it her? he? Is it he? Say it's me. Say it's me. you, Touch all the sneak attacks. I don't need no eyes on them. It's the spidey sense. Ain't got no surprise on me. Call me so amazing, so spectacular. <laughs> do all that a spider can do. Have shooters up on my wrist. You know I make it go through That's how I live that spidey life That's spidey life That's how I live that spidey life That's spidey life You say that I'm the new guy Well here I am baby It's my home That's how I hey! live that's mighty life, that's body life, that's how I live that's mighty life, that's body spcekt- life. Web wings are gliding bak- at night, still strings and webbing, oh, oh, all white. That's how I live that life, so, oh, that's mighty life, that's mighty life, that's how I live that's mighty life, that's body life. Taking hits that hurt my ego Vulture, where did he go? Please don't tell my secret Promise me you'll keep it on the low With great power comes great responsibility I promise NYC that I'll never